Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of Mysteries Unknown, where we talk about the unknown mysteries in the universe coming from a cop's perspective. I'm your host, Joshua Smith. Today we got a really cool story. It's about Port Lock, Alaska, a really cool town. If you've not heard of it, you must be living under a rock. But today I've got a really special guest. Before we jump into that, I want to introduce you to Darren, one of the smartest guys I know. But he does not believe in Bigfoot. He doesn't believe in any of that stuff. So we're going to bring him in from that perspective and kind of we're going to kind of go back and forth because I tend to believe in Bigfoot and things like that. So anyways, what's up, Darren? <laughs> what's up, Josh? We've been talking periodically off and on about this ghost town uh, of Portlock. This town really fascinates me because it's tried, people have tried to settle this town three times, correct? Three times. Three yep. times. Unsuccessfully, mind you, and after they're there for a while, they kind of vanish and they kind of leave, but there's this documentary that's been produced about this, and that's kind of what got my attention. Um, and I, I turned Darren on to it, and we've been talking about this for the last several days, so we thought it'd make an interesting topic, but um, this town is located, if you don't know, it's located on the south side of Alaska, um, kind of in the in the, the Bay Area right there, the southern Bay of Alaska. And it's fairly close to a town called Homer, Alaska, which I have family from there. But I'm actually filming a location that has to do with something that that happened to me and my wife that kind of brought us to this point of starting this podcast. And if you'll stay uh, and, and watch the next episode, I promise I'll tell you why, but we're filming in this location today and i did have something kind of related to bigfoot happen to me here but anyways it's neither here nor there so what what kind of stands out to you about uh port lock there what what kind of grabbed your attention about it i think what mostly what what really grabbed my attention the most was the fact that it was when you hear about ghost towns um other than having the word ghost in the name uh usually there's not there, you know, there's not really like the supernatural element to it. Like there, there's always this sort of, um, you know, like oh, the the jobs ran dry, right. or in turn, it, it, with Centralia, Pennsylvania, we had oh, there was a whole an act, a literal ecological accident that right. forced people out of the town. Um, so you don't really have like this, like oh the reason people left was because of unexplained stuff that kept happening. Right. And not that it happened once, but it happened multiple occasions. Um, yeah. And I think that's what, and it's, it, that's what uh, really, really interested me about it. Uh, Josh, for our listeners, tell them what happened. Like what, what's the, what is the supernatural event that occurred uh, that, yeah. Made people flee the town. Yeah. So this is kind of crazy. And I, I'm sure that I will get some of these facts wrong. And that's why Darren's here because he's he, he knows the facts better than I do as far as hard facts. But basically this place was discovered by a guy's last name was Portlock. And he was a British captain and he came over and they found this. And, you know, if you know anything about Alaska, Alaska is you either have to fly there to bring in goods or you have to ship them in. And so it was a very important port of entry or could have been to Alaska. And I think that's why so many people tried to establish it. But he came through, and I believe that there were some tribes there at the time. And long story short, about every, you know, so often these people will try to establish this place. And then they'll just either disappear, bodies will show up, things like that. In the 1940s, they tried to settle this property. I think they had up to 100 
uh, citizens living there. I think they had a school. If I got that right, they have a school. They had a postmaster. They were they had a really big cannery there, and they would bring in and and starting to ship out goods. And this could have been really important for Alaska, but they were there several years, and then a lot of the hunters started to show up, you know, or not show up, disappear randomly out of nowhere. And then the it was particularly it's sheep hunters. I, I'm not sure. Yeah would hunt sheep but uh, apparently there's wild sheep in alaska i, I guess i'm you know we're we're not we're from the deep south so we don't really know <laughs> so but yeah and so they they would show up you know come up missing and the thing that got me darren was or, the one or mutilated yeah well that's what i was going is the thing that got me is they would find bodies that would float up in the port and they would be absolutely mutilated i was listening to one story where a guy uh, was hunting and he come across this creature, he described it, that was huge, over six foot tall, hairy, and you know, that sounds like Bigfoot. You're probably going to be thinking bear, but he said that this thing hit him, knocked the wind out of him, and he was able to get back to town. But he died, uh, I think, like a week later from his injuries. And so there's been all kinds of weird stuff. They have a name for this creature, um, Namanook, I think is what they call it. Um, yep. if I'm pronouncing that wrong, it, let me know. It was, uh, the, the indigenous tribes in the area had a name for it. Yeah. Like they, they were familiar with this thing and like yeah. they, yeah, it's, you know, this name, uh, whatever the name was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever that is. Maybe we should have looked up names. And yeah. That, that might've been important, but I have to tell the audience, if you're listening to this podcast, I am dyslexic and that will come out a lot. I promise you. So just laugh along with me. Darren's learned to laugh at me. It's all good. But you know, I know that it had to be something really bad for a hundred people to leave town. And when they left, they left everything. They literally left all their stuff except for one dude, one guy, a postmaster and what's crazy is, do what? I was gonna say like that was the last attempt to to, to populate the last. Town, right? You talking about dedication to your job? Like, yeah. no way, no thank you, right? Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm good. Like, no, I'm I'm not gonna stay. But he stayed till I believe nineteen. Postmaster gonna like deliver mail to. <laughs> I guess himself. I don't know. That'd be a really lonely job, man. I could imagine that would be super lonely. But um, I believe that he left in 1951. He finally gave up. I couldn't find any information about him or if he saw anything while he was there or discovered anything. But they basically said if you stayed out of the woods, if you stayed out of, out of you know, Bigfoot's territory, then you were okay. So, you know, here's my thinking. Do what? You know, like the, the the myth around Bigfoot is not so much aggressive attacks. It's always like, oh, we saw them, or oh, they chased us off, or they threw rocks at us, or right. they made us feel threatened, but nothing ever really happened. Right. And that's what mostly like in the states, like in the you know the mainland. But this is in this occasion, we have this. We have a theory, uh, not theory, but we have a a a, a legend of you know from this this native people um and we have you know yes we're in alaska yes we have bears yes we have you know we have some of the largest bears in in all the world yeah kodiak the the polar bear the you know that sort of thing yeah so we've we've got plenty of 
bear that is going to kill you if it sees you. <laughs> so yes, we have to kind of we have to kind of take that into consideration. But I think what what's what's really neat is that we have this legend. We have this, you know, uh, we have a, a distinct difference between the stateside Bigfoot and whatever it is that that these people are referring to and yes yeah. we're gonna we'll probably just refer to it as bigfoot because that's what uh that's what josh here likes to call it oh yeah bigfoot but, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah like this thing was extremely aggressive um some of the reports were like hey if you're in its territory and it sees you you're toast it ain't threatening you it's no it's going to it's going to chase you down and maul you or kill you or right. rip your arms off and throw you throw you you know x number of feet which apparently is a thing that's you know people were hit by this thing and knocked distances yeah. like you know very very powerful which could yeah. be there but you know, here yeah. no, stop you right there hang on and this is where I want to get into the difference with you because I know you you don't believe in Bigfoot at all right so let's let's think no, about I this it. do what. I never said I don't believe in it. Okay, you're skeptical. I'm I'm very skeptical. Okay, I just so, I would I would love to see it. I would love to see something concrete. Well, and I understand that, right? Like I get that. And I can tell you, and this is where I'm diving from the, from a cop's perspective, like everything leaves traces. When you go and we investigate a crime, right? The thing that we're looking for that I went to that I did when I looked for a crime scene is I look for trace evidence. Because obviously the crime's already happened, so you're not gonna catch the criminal, you're going to catch the effects of it. Right. And so Bigfoot, you know, there's tons. If you look into it, there's lots of trace evidence. The, the, the biggest one to me is footprints. So they, on this Island, they found 18 inch footprints, 18 inches. Now there's no bear that's going to leave an 18 inch footprint. Right. So that's the first thing that to me, if I'm looking at this from a, a, a detective's perspective, if I'm going and looking at this as a crime scene, you know, I'm going to want to know, you know, what trace evidence there was, but a, a footprint is something that is pretty, that's pretty, uh, pretty good evidence. Right. And so for one, I, I don't think back in the 1940s that there's going to be anybody walking around with big footprints that they've made, knocking people in the head and trying to like, you know, start this legend. But I, how do you explain that away? And, and, and another thing I, I'd bring to you is like, there's no way bears can pick up something and hit you over the head with it or throw something at you. They can roll a rock down the hill, but they can't toss a boulder at you. They can't pick up a pipe and hit you over the head. Like, well, they can knock a tree down. I mean, yeah, they can knock a tree down. They can do that, but the it, amount of time tree, that... Right? Do what? It looks, if the tree's got to fall, then it, it technically is thrown, right? I mean, yeah, but if you're getting hit by a tree that a bear's knocking down, you're probably pretty stupid because it's going to take a minute for the bear to knock the tree down. Right. I mean, that's going to take a minute. So I don't, you know, I don't know. And I, I hate to say this because I think our society is definitely degrading and people aren't as truthful as they used to be. But in the 1940s, man, I think they would be pretty, you know, like pretty honest about stuff. I, that's just me. Maybe I'm being gullible, but I don't think there was as much corruption and, and why if they had this city that was making money and they were having a cannery and there was economy coming in and it was growing, why would they make up this story and destroy this whole town? Like why? That's what I would want to know is like, why? If this is a hoax, there, there's something out there that was running these people off three times it happened. 
three times. It wasn't just ripping them off. It was straight up murdering people. Yeah. Like, like 20 people at it. Like, I think the first time it was like, what, 20 people just, yeah. like, whole groups of hunters just like, yep, just Gone. 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 They, uh, uh, matter of fact, they, you know, they really just, they up and left. And then this was like, I mean, this is back in the 1700s when this first happened. You know, I don't have all the facts. There's not a whole lot of facts on that, but everybody just got back on the ship and left because they were afraid they were going to die. Now, I know that a lot of the settlers coming over here, there was all kinds of plagues and diseases and things that they were dying from, but this is different because it was, like you said, mutilating them, killing them. So here's another thing that my brain goes to. What do you know, what creature do you know that can kill people from the 1700s to the 1940s in one area? I mean... I mean, bear? I, bear can, but, you know, there was this there was this story... You know, for a bear, it's Alaska. <laughs> I mean, I guess there was a story... It, it, it is the most, like, what, what, is the, what is the statement? It's, uh... Brown, you lay down. Black, you fight back. White, or, or yeah, the polar bear. The white. Uh, you're dead. You're dead. Yeah. It's the the statement is like white. Some, it rhymes with it, but basically, it's like yeah, don't even don't even bother. You're no, dead. you're done. Like well, it's, there's this. Uh, it's got to eat, and when it does, it eats you. Yeah, you're done. You're toast. Well, there was a story, and, and I don't know all the details or facts, but. Growing up, I was, you know, fascinated by by the Kodiak bear in Alaska, and it's one of the biggest bears beside the polar bear, right? So there was this there was this bear that killed this guy, and you know, basically ate the dude, you know, ate him, mutilated him, and, and ate him. And so the story is is the fact that once he got a taste of human flesh, that's what he hunted. He hunted humans. Yeah. So you know. I've actually have you seen the photos of that? I have not. No. Oh yeah, I've actually seen like made the made this way on the internet for a while, but uh, they had the photos of the guy who actually found it, shot it. Um, he took uh, an entire five or six rounds of seven millimeter, uh, seven millimeter mag. Wow. To actually stop it from charging him. Wow. Um, it's, uh, he lifted up the paw. I remember him holding the paw, and it was like the width of his chest. It was it was huge. That's crazy. And they drew some shot of the the pile of bones. Yeah. That this Kodiak had. Yeah. Yeah. And just the the size of everything, it was unbelievable. They kind of like, hey, it's like, you know, here's him. Here's the, the height of him standing up, and I think it was like, like a like, you know, still like. You know, not standing up, but like on all fours, it was like nine feet tall. That's crazy. So, That's crazy. Yeah. You know, I guess, you know, that. Hold I'm, I'm going to get my dog's bone or it's going to make my life miserable. Okay. Well, here's, you know, the thing of it is that I, I think about is like, what evidence do we have that it was not a bear? So, you know, I know at a crime scene, the first thing we do when we have suspects is we start eliminating suspects, right? So we can go in and we can figure out who we need to really focus on. So what would you say, and I'm going to throw this at you, what would you say that would eliminate the fact that this is a bear? What evidence would you need to say, okay, this is not, this is not a bear to you? Not a bear. Yeah. Because that is a suspect, right? Like that is an, that's the obvious suspect. Uh, tool use. Um, 
using it, obvious signs of a tool being right. used. Right. Uh, would not that would indicate that it was using uh, it would have opposable thumbs right. to uh, to do it. Um, let's see, a pattern that would show intelligence beyond animal. So right. I would probably look for. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure how you would see this in a crime scene, but actual malice. You know, like yeah. something that because we have reports of this thing being incredibly territorial and aggressive, right? To, murdering things, to killing things. So, uh, I would look for, or I would try to think in terms of what is an animal, or you know, something that would be seeking vengeance, or how would you, yeah, how could you look for that? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to look for that in the crime scene. I, I really wouldn't. But well, I mean, the first thing you want to do is you want to look for, you know, acts of violence. Like, I know that if you walk into, you know, uh, a murder scene, you obviously you start looking to see if the, you know things are in disarray. Uh, if it's a, you know, because that kind of tells you if it's a, a, a crime of passion or if it's, you know meditated or what it is you, you look at the scene you're like you try to figure out because the scene will tell you a story you know obviously right. we can't get on a boat or get on a plane and fly to alaska and check this place out right like we we can't do that right. but we can gather evidence and here's the thing i would say that makes me think that it's not a bear two things two things that stick out to me number one is this thing threw things at people threw them at them you what? Sure yes, it would throw. It would throw pipes. It would throw things. It would hit people with objects, right? And okay. so, when they looked at the bodies and the way the bodies were, you know, mutilated bears, if they're going to go to that point, they're going to eat you. They're they're going to eat. Gonna eat right. you. They're not going to just mutilate the body and waste it. They don't do that. Now they they will kill you if you're a threat, obviously, but they're going to eat you. You're going to get your your bear food. Those right. bodies weren't ate. They were just. It was like. Like this thing was mad. It was mad that somebody's in its house. It's just it's eating them. And then the footprints for me, eighteen inch footprints, man. Like those are two things that I can't I can't get my head around. When, when do the footprint pop up in lore? Is it seventeen hundreds or are we already closer to now? I think that in the nineteen forties I started to report and find the footprints. Now I could be wrong, guys, and if I'm wrong, let us know. But that's that's what I've been able to gather was was that. Um, you know, they started to have people that weren't just hunters, like just random people disappear. And so, you know, bears don't go out and just randomly hunt people. I mean, there's occasions and there's things like the one we talked about, but those are the two things that, you know, the, the fact that it was hit with things and then the footprints are probably the two things that lean me to think, man, and the fact that this has gone on for so long. You know, if it, let's just say it is a bear that got a taste of human flesh, and that's that's what it did. It's dead. There's no way. I mean, it's dead. It's not going to last hundreds and hundreds of years. It's gone. And the the odds of another bear coming along doing the same thing again and being that territorial in that area because bears migrate. They move. They migrate. They don't stay in one area. Um, right. So you know, how do you explain that? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. And I can, we can dive into that if you want me to, to give you my thoughts on why, uh, what I think Bigfoot is, but, um, I don't know. I, Bigfoot makes sense to me because to me, Bigfoot is nothing more than an ape that has been undiscovered. Maybe, you know, that's one of my thinkings with it. I have something totally different we can go into, but those are kind of my thoughts. I don't, I don't know, man. What, what would you say would be the evidence for Bigfoot? What would you say? What would you, what would make you think that it could be that? 
what would I, what would make me think that it could be Bigfoot? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. <laughs> it Maybe. sounds like it already. Um, I'd say that like all the circumstantial evidence, because that's all we, I mean, we do have a lot of circumstantial, right. evidence, circumstantial evidence for Bigfoot. I mean, there are people who report like, hey, we've got, you know, DNA evidence here. We've got, you know, uh, cat molds and castings of, of footprints here and there. Um, but for the most part, we have all this circumstantial evidence. And uh, I think what what really, what what drives it home for me and what really makes me more accepting is the native American uh, right. legend making that comes. Yeah. Because there was a lot. We have the, the, we have the indigenous tribes there who talked about this thing, this place in the woods, this entity that would, uh, would essentially is extremely aggressive towards outsiders. Right. And a lot of times, I mean, you always have, like, there's always a, if I'm not mistaken, most in, most indigenous tribes, in, even on state side, or sorry, state side, mainland side, um, we they usually have their own Sasquatch Bigfoot. They do, yeah, stories. yeah. It's in their lore. It's definitely like if you look at their history, they talk about that creature for you know as far back as you want to go. Um, depends on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. Like they they talk about it, right? But. You know, you talk about Bigfoot today, you're going to get made fun of. So, I mean, I'm okay with getting laughed at because I'm I'm used to that. But, uh, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> like, well, okay, whatever. But, yeah, but I think that I think that that's the, probably the most logical explanation. But then again, it's like, how do you explain, you know, how do you explain Bigfoot? But I don't know, that, that's pretty interesting to me, and I just thought it was a cool topic to to maybe start this thing off off with and and jump it off but um if you guys have enjoyed this podcast please subscribe please stay tuned for more information we're going to try to roll these things out about once a month and just talk about different kind of mysteries of the unknown and bring it from a i don't know maybe a different perspective and uh if you want to know more about bigfoot we'll dive into that maybe maybe next time so all right all right thanks good show show. yeah man thanks darren see you guys thank you all right bye later